This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's shift gears just a little bit, okay. um, if I might suggest. Yes, I love for suggestions. Us, for us casual fans, I'd love I to love hear. casuals. <laughs> I'd love to hear a bit more about maybe some changes that, um, some positive changes that have been made for the team that we can look forward to. Who should we be keeping an eye on this year? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question, and I think like the casual fan that's jumping in, uh, you know, you're, you know, there's a lot of like, we didn't get Trey Turner, we didn't get Carlos Correa, we did, you know, all these, we didn't get Aaron Judge, we didn't get all these people. Yes, we have been here on this podcast talking about the secondary people, the third, the third layer down. But the Mariners did make a lot of, you know, good moves. And when you hear that the team has improved, I have to agree with that, Hanno. Um, I feel like a lot of people forget about the Teoscar Hernandez because it happened so early on. Colton Wong, you know, it wasn't Trey Turner. It wasn't Carlos Correa. J.P. Crawford isn't moving to second base. But I think these are going to be the most watched, the most scrutinized if things didn't work but the most um also opportunity of wow the organization really knows what's going on but i wholeheartedly just going off of statistics just going off the bear statistics we have definitely improved the team colton wong is a you know upgrade to adam frazier and teoscar hernandez is a complete upgrade to Mitch Hanniger, even on an injured year. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be the big questions going into this year. Like you said, it's going to be Teoscar Hernandez versus what Mitch Hanniger did, what Adam Frazier was compared to Kelton Wong. Yeah, that's going to be the big questions going into this year. Two big uh, uh, players that were sw- swapped out for those two guys in Kelton Wong and Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah. Every Mariner fan is going to be looking in to see what those guys do, what they can produce, how big of an impact they can make. I mean, that's basically the whole offseason of what the Mariners changed up. Right. And with Teoscar Hernandez, I mean, we're, we're looking at a guy that, like, literally put the Mariners on his back, uh, 
on their backs, not on his back, but on their backs. Uh, Maybe he will put the Mariners on his back. We'll he, see. He will. Yes, he's going to put them on their backs. But when he was playing for Toronto last year in the uh, playoffs against the Mariners, he was literally the scariest dude on Toronto. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. Like you said, I mean, he's up there with George Springer, um, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I mean, those were the big three hitters on that team. I mean, even Bo Bichette. I mean, they had a lot of good players at Chapman. But, yeah, I mean. He, he, was, hit, a, he was the guy wearing the blazer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he hit 25 home runs for them last year. I mean, 32 the year before. If he gets something somewhere in between 27 to 30 home runs, I mean, that's right up there with Mitch Hanniger when Mitch Hanniger was healthy and played a full season. Uh, that's something to be very excited about as a Mariner fan. Yeah, and after May, you know, because – or he had a bad May, I think, but he came off of – to start an injury last year, just just like Castillo, just like Luis Castillo did. He came off injury, started the season a little bit late, had a slow start. And after that, he was one of the most dangerous people. He's still in the top ten, you know – right fielders from last year from i guess quote having an off year but his off year you put that into the mariners lineup come on you know yeah it's gonna i mean he's in a contract year uh as well as he was able to he didn't he was in arbitration as you know he did not win his arbitration case um it was the highest arbitration case this whole year at 14 million dollars he was looking for 16 the Mariners uh, offered 14 and he lost that, and he is going to be paid $14 million this year. I got a question for you about that, Hannah, really fast. So so he lost the arbitration, and he's getting $14 million. Um, so in a case like that, what happens? Does he just – he plays out the year at $14 million. Does he have any other options there? Good question. So the way it goes in arbitration is, is that the Mariners – uh, give out a price. Like I said, they gave up $14 million. Uh, T. Oscar and his camp comes in with a price at $16 million. They don't work in between or pick like a median price. You'd think that would make sense. But the uh, arbitrator then decides, are we going to go with 14 or 16 And the arbitrator went with the Mariners this year, so he will get $14 million this year. Got it. Okay. I have to say they're pretty close, not too bad. No, yeah, you would, you would think you would, you know, Go into the middle makes a lot of sense. Both people be happy, but it's one or the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you know it's going to be. He's going to play some right field, Myron. But it's, I mean, with the DH position of the Mariners, he could play a lot of DH too. Yeah, and you know we haven't liked that because we just want some hitters. But again, you know, yes. His stick is what's going to dictate whether that was a good move or not. But I also have to say, just going back to the arbitration thing, it might not be as personal. I do not think I do not think it's as personal as if this case happened in Toronto, right? This they've had him for a few years. Shit, he was on their playoff roster. He's been an all-star. Look at the numbers he's put up. When you go to a new team and they kind of argue that in court, I don't think there's that kind of sting where there's that kind of animosity. So as far as Teoscar Hernandez, you know, maybe extending or signing a new contract with the Mariners, I don't think him losing the case is such a bad thing, even though, 
maybe other outlets or other people, other haters might want to put that out there. So that won't necessarily affect whether he wants to continue with the Mariners beyond this next year or whether the organization wants to continue with him. This is con- considered an isolated business. I think because of him being traded and never playing for the Mariners and never having a relationship except for, you know, you know, hitting well at T-Mobile Park and, you know, uh, us being like, wow, we'd rather have him on our team versus playing against him. I don't think it's that. I think it's just a situation of like, hey, you know what? We're not ready to commit to that quite yet. We don't really know each other. You know, I think it's fair. Uh, They say a lot of times in these arbitration cases, the players do not sit in on you know, the arbitration meetings or uh, debates or what are they called? The arbitration. I think that's really important. On, honestly, I'm glad that they don't do that. It makes a lot of sense to me to be able to maintain the culture um, for the team. So he's able to have a fresh start with the team and keep business business. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. There has been instances when the player has been in the courtroom listening to the what the club says about them. And, and that you know, hurts them. They get butt hurt, and that's understandable. As far as Teoscar coming in, I agree with you, Myron, but it's it's still, if I was in that position and someone is talking me down a million dollars, two million dollars, it would still affect me. It's hard to hear yeah. any negativity about yourself. And there's the case with, with the Burnson guy. Yeah. Uh, and it, Oh, uh, from Milwaukee. Yeah, and a lot of that seems to be, I look, I don't want Corbin wanna, Burns, right? Corbin Burns, not Corbin Burnson, Corbin Burns. That's okay. Okay. Uh, look, a lot of the speculation, you know, online is that a lot of it has to do with that he was unvaccinated. You know, people talk about that. Like, oh, there's really? a, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of angles on the thing. Uh, I don't know if he. I haven't heard the whole whole deal about it. I've just seen a lot of noise of like, here's a situation where in this arbitration meeting, like we've discussed, uh, you know, they'll use anything against you because of whatever. Like, you had a death in your family. Well, still, you missed two weeks. Hey, you weren't vaccinated, couldn't play in these cities. There's lots of weird stuff. There's also things that like, hey, I did all this and I did all these community outreach things. I've, you know, had bobblehead nights here. I've been somebody that shows up to the meet and greets. I've been all, you know, I've been everything here in this organization. And then you are saying still no. And also the other part about this is what's crazy about it like you said if you don't agree on a price and it goes to court it's win or lose there's no the court doesn't go hey this is in the middle you know you want 15 you want 10 it's 12 and a half it's 10 or it's 15 but i think in teoscar hernandez's case um again hasn't had any relationship with the mariners it's not personal it's just like yeah we're not paying that you know it's not personal and that's i think a big part of the reason why um it's again so smart to have the players not be a part of that arbitration process in in the room that's what you have your your team for that's what he has an agent for the agent is not emotionally invested in this the way that teoscar is and so he or she is able to keep it business i agree with you but me as let's say i'm teoscar 
I would ask my agent what they said because that means something to me, you know? Oh, I'm, and I'm sure they tell them. Yeah, and that would fire me up, but that's okay. I mean, that's the way it goes. It's it's a business. Like the players always say, that's why they go out and they usually always go to the club that gives them the most money. But, I mean, it besides all the, the numbers going back and forth, something I want to bring up that Jerry talked about to Oscar during the uh, – media session early on in the year he was he was really praising t oscar saying how he's a, a big contact hitter he's a hard hitter he's a proven run producer so that's what we got to look forward to as mariner fans i mean it, it to me he pumped him up pretty well it sounds like he's going to be a upgrade from mitch hanniger as far as stats and everything because he's a more healthy player i mean the last two years he had 550 at bats and 499 i mean that's way more than hanniger has had in the last two years that makes a difference <laughs> it does make a difference it makes a huge difference and yeah you know anything can happen but as far as you know we're going off the stats and we're going off the facts he's going to be out there you can you know pretty much you know sharpie him into the lineup either there or either dh and if we're going to have this rotational dh this is going to be great you know who else is the rotational dh is going to be great for is the other person i know we just sat there and we just laid in there the anchor on teoscar hernandez but it's colt wong get ready to play hardball in the kingdom take me to the ball game Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Colton Wong, let's, you know, let's let's backtrack and let's bring everybody up to date that's a casual fan. Uh, we traded, remember, our favorite person to talk about on this podcast, one, Jesse Winker, who, you know, who showed up to the Mariners as maybe, you know, one of the best left hitting left fielders in all of baseball last year, laid an egg. Um, like Ryan Divish said, you know, his biggest contribution to the Mariners was starting a brawl and eating a pizza that showed up. Um, was not on the playoff roster. We traded. Basically, the relationship was very fractured. Uh, so, obviously, the cost for somebody like that has, has gone way down. We get an upgrade at second base on the trade. A lot of people are... Uh, skeptical what we got for Winker. I feel like what we got for Winker was market value. We also made an upgrade at second base all around. Maybe we didn't sign the free agent. So let's leave that part of the conversation out of it. How do you feel about Colton Wong? And would you agree like he's got a lot of pressure on him here? I, I don't know about pressure. Um, I feel like, you know, besides the Winker part of the deal also uh abraham toro was part of it so let's not forget that so we know not at all two for one but colton wong uh i feel like he's a little younger he's had a little bit more success lately um adam frazier was getting older he hadn't shown the numbers that he had put up the last few years 
um, when he was in Pittsburgh. So I think Adam or uh, Colton Wong's a younger player, had some trouble defensively. I saw some videos with him working with Perry Hill on the wall, some wall drills, so he could work on his transfer. So when they bring it out to the field, it's more fluid and natural. So the, defensively, they thought he maybe lost a step when I'm listening to the experts and stuff. But offensively, he had another good year last year. I mean, he had his most home runs that he's had in his career. He had 15. He had uh, over 430 at-bats. He hit 250. I mean, if we get that from him, 250 and, and 15, that's way more than we got from Frazier last year, even though Adam Frazier had one of the biggest hits in Mariner, uh, in the Mariners' season last year in the playoffs against Toronto, that big two-out double um, in game two of that series in the, in the uh, wild-card series. But I'm looking for more athleticism. Like you mentioned before, Myron, the shift has changed. Um, we're looking for him to cover more ground uh, defensively, be a better defensive player than Adam Frazier was, and, and be a step above in, on the, on the, uh, on the uh, at-bat for uh, Kelton Wong. Yeah, and you said it right there. There seems to be an upswing in the offensive end especially the way baseball is playing. He's driving the ball more. Uh, what seems to be in question, even though he's been a gold glove second baseman, is he's had a couple of off years at second base. Yes, the shift's been in there. Some people can be like, well, these guys plan for the shifts. But obviously when you take an infielder out of the infield and you put him on grass and you hit the, these angles, I can buy into that, that that's difficult. When you can just straight up play your position um, you know, the, the facts are going to be there, whether you can cover the ground and make your moves, uh, we're going to see it. You're going to have to play straight up. We got Perry Hill, one of the best, if not the best, you know, infield coaches in defensive infield coaches in all of baseball. We've seen what he's done with Teoscar Hernandez. Sorry. We've seen what he's done. With Eugenio Suarez, we saw what he did with D. Gordon. We saw what he's done with J.P. Crawford. We've seen what he's done with Ty France. And Colton seems very outspoken and also very dedicated to being like, hey, I was a gold glover, and I love the fact that he really acknowledges that he's a gold glover, not just being like, hey, I'm a gold glove second baseman. He's like, I want to get back to that gold glove second baseman. I've also heard him going, hey, I know where I'm at in my career. I know that maybe when there's left-handers on the mound, there's somebody else is going to play out there for me, and I'll be ready to go. And that's the kind of guy I like. I like that he's been on winning teams. Um, that's huge. Uh, but definitely when I say there's pressure on him, I think that's from the fans. So I want to back a little bit backtrack of what I was saying. It was like, Hey, whether the team wins or loses, you know, it doesn't have, he's not the main factor. I think if you can bring more than Adam Frazier and whoever else played at second base, which the bar isn't that very high, I, that's an improvement. No, but getting back to Tanya's question, she was asking, um, you know, the club last year made some massive improvements. They got into the playoffs. This offseason, they didn't have the sexy moves. They didn't go after the big free agents. But they did add some players, like she mentioned, in Teoscar and, Kel and Colton Wong. Um, do I think that it is an upgrade? Yes, I do. And the numbers 
come out and show it. But is it a big enough upgrade as fans to see us get that push to, you know, push for that first place in the in the AL West? I'm not sure. It's a nice upgrade, but I don't know if it's enough. Well, it might be not enough, but also I don't feel like you can point to these two moves and be like, that's why we didn't go. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I, you're, I get that. You but can't blame them personally. No, but they are going to be the factor of it because they are the two guys that have been added to this club that are supposed to make these guys make that next step. Besides the youngsters that are going to be improving, the Cal Raleigh's, the Julio Rodriguez, those type of players. So they're going to have a little bit of a, the eyes on them to see if they're going to be making that next step. Well, this feels passionate. I'm enjoying the conversation, and I think that we'll have to agree to disagree on what uh, we're not coming to agreement on. So let's yeah, go and talk I, about yeah, spring it's training. it's an agreement, and then I feel like there's a disagreement. But, like, yeah, it's these two are definitely, I would say, to answer your question, just like Hanno said, probably the, the two things that – People are definitely going to have the microscopes out. They're going to have the, what do you call this? The, the monocle. The monocle. <laughs> They're going to be like, these are the two things. Even though I feel like, yes, it is a upgrade, but also going to be a very, like, scrutinized or very, uh, you know, uh, celebrated thing and they're both uh in their final year of their contract so they both could be gone this could be a one-hit wonder and it's it's something to it's think low about. risk high reward look look we traded a good bullpen person not a like hey this is a shutdown like not enough and we traded jesse winker for the other guy so I feel like the biggest risk was probably to Toronto, and who cares? You know, hopefully Jesse Winker turns his, his life around and his career around in Milwaukee, but it just wasn't happening here in Seattle. No, I understand, and we can go over. This will be next episode. I want to talk about the podcast that I heard with Jesse Winker. It kind of went, what went wrong for him. And I'm going to veto that, but sure. I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> I knew you loved him. <laughs> Moving on to.